Welcome to The Naked Brain. I'm Dr. Susan Spicer. Today we're going to talk about healing from psychological trauma. Psychological trauma occurs as the result of an extraordinarily stressful event that diminishes or destroys your sense of security and involves a threat to life or safety. Traumatic experiences exceed your ability to cope and your ability to integrate emotions involved with the experience. Psychological trauma can cause you to feel helpless and can leave you struggling with upsetting emotions, memories, or anxiety. It can also leave you feeling numb, disconnected, and unable to trust others. When bad things happen, it can take time to get over the pain and to feel safe again. So whether the trauma happened years ago or yesterday, you can make healing changes and move forward with your life. Any situation that leaves you feeling overwhelmed and frightening can be traumatic, even if it doesn't involve physical harm. It's not the objective facts that determine whether an event is traumatic, but rather your subjective emotional experience of the event. A situation can be determined to be highly traumatic by one person and only moderately disturbing to another. But the more frightened and helpless you feel, the more likely you are to be traumatized. Recovery from trauma is an individual process and it will look different for everyone. Your unique ability to heal from trauma depends on many factors, including your beliefs and perceptions, your level of coping and resiliency, your connection to supportive others, and even your psychological functioning before the event. Recovery from trauma involves the ability to successfully live in the present without being overwhelmed by thoughts and feelings from the past. Recovery doesn't necessarily constitute a complete absence of memories or feelings associated with a traumatic event, but rather it involves placing the event behind you and living joyfully so that the event is no longer in control of your emotions or your life. Trauma recovery should be considered to be a process that's worked through over time and in intentional stages. Over the last 25 years of working as a licensed psychologist and neuropsychologist, I've had the opportunity to help individuals from all walks of life heal from psychological trauma. Men, women, and children of all ages. I've worked in a shelter for battered women and children as a sexual assault therapist and I've worked as an evaluator assessing children who were, who were removed from the home due to abuse or neglect. I've treated shooting victims and survivors of rape and incest, and I've treated many men and women who were the victims of domestic violence. I've worked with couples and families who have lived through natural disasters and criminal assaults. As a trauma survivor myself, I understand the manner in which psychological trauma can make an individual feel confused, unsafe, and depressed. And I became trained in a therapy known as EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, to help people heal from trauma. As a forensic neuropsychologist, I've had the opportunity to evaluate both the victims and the perpetrators of violent crimes and violence and to describe to the court how healing takes place through a process of stages. So today, I'd like to share with you 
what I feel are the four stages of recovering from psychological trauma. Stage one, the first stage, involves safety, stabilization, and overcoming dysregulation. So this first step in recovering from trauma involves reestablishing feelings of safety and stability. Traumatized individuals often don't feel safe in their bodies and their relationships. So regaining a sense of safety involves creating a secure and predictable environment where you are free from physical and emotional injury and have established a degree of emotional stability. This involves the ability to calm your body, to soothe your mind, and to be able to manage post-traumatic symptoms such as flashbacks and nightmares that may be triggered by common events. The goal of this first stage should be to improve life on a daily basis and to not continue to relive the trauma. The second stage, stage two, involves remembrance, mourning, and coming to terms with traumatic memories. This stage involves overcoming fear of the traumatic memories so that they may become integrated into your sense of self. This stage is best approached with the assistance of a psychologist or other healthcare professional who can assist you through this healing process. During this stage of healing, therapies such as EMDR or cognitive behavioral therapy are often utilized. The pacing is important during this stage so that you don't become stuck in avoidance or overwhelmed by flashbacks, avoidance issues, or painful memories. Although there may be a rush to eliminate the trauma and to rapidly heal, often slower is better. So imagine that you want to train for a marathon. If you began one day of training with a 15-mile run, you'll likely end up with injuries and pulled muscles, and then thus you'll delay your end goal, forcing you to begin again. Well, the same applies to trauma recovery. A slow and steady approach that doesn't injure or overwhelm you is the fastest way to success. The goal at this stage is to come to terms with a traumatic event. So this phase also involves the important task of exploring and mourning the losses associated with the trauma and finding a space to grieve and express your emotions. Connection to others is particularly important during this phase. Trauma is considered to be a disconnective disorder, which means it does not typically improve in isolation. So to best heal from trauma, you need to be connected to others. Stage three is called reconnection and integration. In this stage, you create a new sense of self and a new future, which involves redefining yourself in regards to meaningful relationships. During this stage, the trauma is no longer a driving force in your life. The trauma becomes part of your life story, although it's no longer the primary story that defines you. So you begin to feel empowered and to embrace life with a sense of purpose and meaning. And throughout these first three stages, it's important to remember that there is no right or wrong way to heal. In the first three stages, you are having a normal reaction to an abnormal event. I'll say that again. You're having a normal reaction to an abnormal event. Now, every individual is going to progress through these stages in a unique manner and at a unique pace. 
And so there's no correct way to feel or to heal. And the more you accept your feelings and emotions while going through these stages, the more easily you will achieve healing. The final stage, stage four, is what I call post-traumatic growth. After the three stages are accomplished, the goal is to progress to the stage of post-traumatic growth. Post-traumatic growth is the phase where you may be changed by your experience of trauma and adversity, sometimes in exceptionally powerful ways. Post-traumatic growth is achieved when positive psychological changes are experienced as a result of the trauma or adversity. And this raises you to a higher level of functioning than you may otherwise have achieved. And most individuals at this stage report that they wouldn't take away their history of trauma because despite the psychological pain they went through, it made them who they are today. It made them who they are today and it helped them to contribute to the world in a bigger way and to have more compassion for others and understand others in a deeper way. So, uh, Post-traumatic growth is not about returning to life as it was before the experience, but instead it's a shift in thinking about how you relate to the world. Many individuals at this stage become advocates for those who are in need or become a voice for those who are abused or traumatized. Some individuals use their experiences to assist others through a healing process. It was because of my own experiences that I went on to create my company Brainwave Technologies uh, to record and produce brainwave music that helped people heal from anxiety, depression, and trauma and spurned me on to become an EMDR therapist so I could use my experiences to help people um, understand that these stages are normal and that you're having a normal reaction to an event that is way out, out of your control and beyond anything that you could have anticipated or imagined. So when you hit the stage of psychological and post-traumatic growth, you're really using your experiences to move beyond the circumstances and to see the bigger picture in order to help others. And so when it comes to achieving recovery, by progressing through these stages, it is possible to fully recover from the effects of trauma and to live a meaningful and rewarding life. Uh, recovery doesn't constitute, as I said, a complete absence of thoughts or feelings associated with the traumatic event, but rather it's the ability to place the event in proper perspective and to successfully rise above the event so it's no longer in control of your emotions or your life. Recovery from trauma is really a testament to the strength and tenacity of the human spirit, and it is the secret to living a life of meaning and purpose, a, a life of joy and happiness. So thank you for joining me on today's episode of The Naked Brain. I'm Dr. Susan Spicer. Uh, please subscribe and follow me so you never miss an episode. I'd love to hear your questions, comments, and thoughts. You can reach me at contact at drsusanspicer.com or at my website, www.drsusanspicer.com. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.